Hey, here we are, episode 23 of the Native Overstayer podcast. Tonight we're joined by a gentleman who was uh, very influential in making our young Pacific boys and Māori boys into uh, exceptional young Pacific men. Samuel Tanielu, how are you, sir? Good, thank you, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming along. Now, you're the um, deputy principal. Am I putting yep. that in the right terms? Yeah. Well, at our school, we call it a deputy headmaster. Deputy headmaster. So most Catholic schools they have uh, or sort of traditional schools they have headmaster and then you have your deputy headmaster mm. sure. so yeah deputy headmaster of uh, pastoral care and operations how long have you been uh, doing that for? Uh, this is my first year as a DP yeah so pretty good man uh, lots of uh, challenges lots of new learning for me and yeah I mean especially this year with everything that's been happening but, you know what we always say at school is you know we're growing great men and that's like one of our sort of school um, famous sayings that we always say is that's that's our goal like they come to school as sort of as young boys and then they leave as men you know sure, with, yeah. um, hopefully they uh, contribute to society and you know they're sort of well-rounded critical thinkers you know yeah, let's go out into the world and have you been teaching there you've been teaching at St. Paul's yes this is my uh, 11th year at St. Paul's oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah 11th year and I've only taught at St. Paul's too so yeah yeah yeah, yeah man and he is an old Meg's boy, which is a oh yeah, <laughs> an even better thing. Another uh, <laughs> wow, debatable. Uh, but yeah, we'll do that soon. You Meg's as well? Hell no! Oh. No, 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 no! I went to school with girls. Uh, no, it's probably school. Not school. But yeah, not that we any comparison. But um, and so I guess just so we, so you went to Meg's and yep. then, and then obviously did you do your teaching degree here in Auckland? Did you study elsewhere? Yeah. Or? So I uh, after Meg's I. Um, Sort of barely just got into uni. Yeah. So luckily I did um, a program at uni called New Start, which is like... You did New Start? Yeah, oh, nice. New Start, which awesome. is like, you know, for more designed for older students. Yes, right? yeah, great, great I, I, I got in, so um, yes. uh, I originally wanted to do law. Yes. And they said to get into law, you had to get a, 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 a minus or something for that. And so I got that. Yes. And then but when I started doing the law papers, it wasn't really for me. So I just yeah. sort of went, ended up doing um, a Bachelor of Arts, nice. English and Sociology. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm a sociologist. That's always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, after that, and then, um, yeah, Auckland Uni, uh, Epsom campus for my teaching degree, yes, teaching yeah. diploma. A lot of our Pacific people, once they head to university, they all want to do law, right? Yeah, I think. It seems to be a pathway, a, a, a lawyer or a doctor seems yeah, to be Yeah, you know, you know the one. I like the parents, yeah. like, because your parents expect you to do that. And yeah. Um, I've been having those conversations with my boys lately as well. Like, mm-hmm. I, I talked with one of my students the other day. He was like, oh, so, you know, I'm. Um, like, do I have to go to uni? Like, because my parents really want me to go to uni, but I just want to be like a builder. Yeah. And I was just like, man, you know, it, it, those conversations are hard to have with your parents because, you know, as we grow up, like, our parents just like, it's just for the sake of saying that, oh, yeah, you know, my son, he's at uni. Like, yeah. he's at Auckland Uni, he's doing well. And, yeah. and it's just, that's all it is, really. It's just to, like, impress other parents, you know, yeah. when they talk about their kids, which is always hard. So there's those conversations I have with my boys, which is always, um, which is always tough because, you know, there's sort of um, that conflict of do I do what my parents want or do mm. I just sort of follow what I want to do? And yeah, yeah. So it's always hard those conversations. A trade is always a good option, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with it, and yeah. that's what we try to tell our boys too. But yeah. I think it's just getting that stigma away from the parents, like oh, 
he's not going to uni, he's not doing well with yeah. his life. Whatever. But, you know, apprenticeship, man, he'd be making heaps of money. Well, even the, the great JC was a carpenter, was he not? Yeah, man. So, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> the ultimate JC. The yeah. ultimate JC. Yeah, I guess that intrinsic value that, I guess, our parents and even our grandparents sort of placed on on those sorts of roles, mm. I guess, is grounded in how, obviously, when they came from Samoa yeah. or wherever they came, it was like, oh, yeah, the most successful people or the people that made the most money at the yeah. time were doctors, lawyers, engineers, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Bit of a different world that we live in now, especially, right? And I guess in terms of education now, I guess if I think back to the time, probably we were at school, um, we don't really learn much about financial literacy. So, you know, obviously you go through your education, if you end up at university, great, or if you end up somewhere else, you go and do that. It sort of prepares you for a career, sort of still earning, um, training your time for money. Mm. But then what are the other ways that you can sort of earn money as opposed to just going that path because I think when we looked at what happened with COVID-19 yeah. all the people that are out of work they've all been through that same education so I said yeah. oh, I'm back in education because I was in education myself yeah. but I guess uh, now so, like are there elements of, of looking at different ways to sort of earn money outside of just the more traditional ways or, yeah. of those parts? yeah for sure mm. uh, in our school we have um, we have amazing careers lady mm. and so she's got this whole thing of um, sort of careers gateway where yeah. she looks at uh, future pathways yeah. sort of vocational pathways as well which yes. is which is so so important for our boys as well because not all of them want to go become doctors and lawyers yeah. and well, we don't need yeah, exactly. well, we do in some senses yeah. that's why I see a bro we had uh, Alex Fatu um, who was an anaesthetist technician wow. come on and he talked about how it's nice when people would see him another brown face so yeah, 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 yeah. it is when to put them under yeah. and again when you've got obviously maybe more medical professionals or any sort of industry I think when you see mm -hmm. another brown face mm -hmm. if I saw you exactly. it's going to be like hey more like <laughs> open up and probably for that's sure, why they engage sure. with you right yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but yeah you're yeah. definitely getting more brown faces out there in the different industries but at the same time the world that we live in now yeah. is, is very different and that there are ways that you can make money on the side yeah. or start side businesses or do other things even if you start a podcast that ends up making you some money for example yeah, yeah. I mean that's the so, advancement of technology too yeah. like there's so many different ways to make money now mm -hmm. and if you're not capitalising on that then yeah. You know, you're sort of stuck in that traditional jobs of like, oh yeah, I need to do this to get this much of money, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah we need to sort of take advantage of like the new platforms we have now. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. And and you would um, you would openly talk about that with with the boys with the Yeah, students? I mean, um, I mean, we do have uh, financial literacy in our economics classes, but yeah. I mean, obviously, not all boys take economics. So sort of um, as a staff, you just sort of like. If there's teachable moments where you can sort of talk about financial literacy, like, I do that all the time, man. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, man. Please don't get into debt. Like that's the yeah, like, main that's message, man. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm Especially in so you go to uni, also. Well, exactly. Student loans, yeah. That's why I was try, I try and tell them that, man. It's just like mm. it's just getting out of debt, like for myself, like yeah. and being able to like um, you know sort of own a house now and pay mortgage and stuff, yeah. which is like far cry from like where I was at uni. Mm. So much debt and yeah, yeah. So yeah, I always try and tell them like that's why we try and aim for scholarships all the time. Like, yep. man, just go for those scholarships. Get as you know, yeah, look at your debt. GPA, like rank score, get yeah. that sorted, and get your scholarships. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to pay for uni. Yeah, yeah, then yeah, you have to have a student loan hanging over your head once you finish. Yeah. In today's environment, I think economics and maybe even advertising or something like that is 
some of the key elements that you should get familiar with so then you can actually make your yeah, money eh? like, exactly. like you were talking about economics and you know being financially yeah. aware of stuff marketing and, yeah. and marketing yeah yeah look at social media yeah because exactly. I mean I teach media studies uh, that's my oh, two okay. subjects I teach English and media oh, studies okay. and that's exactly the role yeah. of the like, media yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so we, we look at a lot of that as well and, yeah. um, those kind of job opportunities in those fields too yeah. and that's all changed as well right I mean here we are sitting on a podcast on this exactly. Friday night I mean yeah. usually you'd be if you were going to watch any sort of media or program, it'll be on TV. Yeah, you know, like oh, exactly. yeah, professional cameramen and all that sort exactly. of stuff. Exactly. But here we have we're able to utilise the yeah. technology we have. Yeah, yeah. that's progress, man. Yeah. That's progress. It is progress, yeah. and it, it gets the stories out there. And you know, if somebody wants to listen, great. If they yeah. don't, okay, that's fine. And it's uh, so much more accessible for like people like you know. Um, there's that you know theory in media studies, users and gratification, where like mm. you know that you sort of find out your own media that you want to yeah. enjoy and yeah. you get gratification from. Whereas you know before you had to like, there's only channel one, channel two, yeah, channel, channel three, three, that's it. Yeah. 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 Whereas yeah. now there's so much stuff that's accessible to you. So. And on all of your devices. Yeah, and exactly. And all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah. It's definitely crazy times and different times now, isn't it? So. Yeah. I guess with that as well, I mean, given your media and background and all mm. that sort of stuff as well. The amount of information that's out there as well, and there's you know, whatever your it seems whatever issue or whatever um, topic you're talking about, mm. there's going to be a range of sources. Yeah. There's going to be a range of viewpoints. Yeah. There's confirmation confirmation bias that can go either way because yeah. you know you can find anything on the internet that will back up a particular point and all that sort of stuff. I guess how important is it to and like you said about critical thinking when you're digesting information, especially yeah. encouraging the boys. To, to make sure that they really think about sort of what they're what they're looking at. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like it's especially in media studies, we mm. we really like analyze um, how things are reported. Um, mm. You know, we looked at the media coverage of the obviously what's happening now with the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and, yeah. And just the way things are reported, and you know the, how certain stories aren't like true, and some are, and like you know they'll how they'll sort of take a picture from one thing, yep. and then they'll frame it as oh you know this person is is looting or is like whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's really important to like critically look at like the media, especially the media, you know, and especially how things are covered. Media, yeah, sure. yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the things we, we look at, one of our assessments we look at is the representation mm. in the media. And we look at um, our assessment, we did representation of Pacific people in the media. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, that was, man, yeah. I, I love doing that, that yeah. topic because we look at um, things like Shoni's Wedding, like, you know, uh, is a good example. Um, people who don't know anything about Pacific culture, and they see that movie. That's the only thing they know about Pacific culture. And they see um, four Samoan guys, drunks. Uh, you know, they they misogynists. Yep. Um, they just party all the time. They can't get sort of girlfriends. And then there's one of them, uh, the one that Rob, Robbie Mangasiba plays. You know, he's his sort of particular woman that he enjoys is a you know a, a Balangi woman. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that, that that sort of stuff there. Like another one we look at, Jonah from Tonga is a good example. Yeah, you know, like representation of Pacific people there, like, uh, was it forty-something-year-old white guy dressed up in blackface? Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know anything about Tongan culture and you only watch that, and that's what you think, like all Tongan people are like, you know, that's yeah. like, and that's you, dangerous for. You've definitely seen that now with a lot of, um, I guess, Netflix and different removing channels it. are removing. Things yeah, so like they've taken um, all uh, Chris Lilly Lilly stuff off. Yeah, yeah Chris Lilly, uh, yeah. Yeah. Little Britain. Which, which is good. I have to say, I always have a bit of a giggle at because we spent a bit of time in the UK. But um, yeah, well, I mean, I th when when Summer High High first came out, I actually thought it was funny. It's quite funny, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think at the time, because it was at maybe two thousand six, two thousand seven, I think everyone was sort of desperate for to have some sort of representation, some sort of picture for us. 
Jeez. And I think that was the only one, and it's like we could all relate to it, and it was funny. But that, then that's kind of sad, though, isn't it? Yeah, but, but then look at it now. It's, it's terrible, just like, yeah. oh man, it's like blackface, and he's yeah. you know making a mockery of Tongan culture. And, and I don't think we're being too precious. I think it is, in hindsight, yeah, offensive. And like you yeah. say, at the time, it was it was funny. It was funny. It was he was there. Yeah, yeah. I, I must admit, I, I thought he was a little bit oh, funny as well. I used to see clips of it. I thought the dad was really funny. That was yeah, my favorite yeah. character. Yeah, but like, like, yeah, and um, now we're looking at it in maybe a different. I think so. Different too. angle than yeah. the same. Oh, hold Do on. we now have more opportunity then to mm. actually make stories that are, more, are real, that actually represent us better? I, that's, that's what I think. I think there's a perfect opportunity for us to sort of start making these stories. Like even this podcast, man, is amazing mm. because it's our stories and yeah, we yeah. get to tell it our way mm. and it's a it's a accurate representation of who we are you know, mm. rather than letting someone else control that representation and control yeah. that narrative. So That's, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. Think one thing that changed me with Pacific people and things in movies was um, Moana of all things. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was so proud was to beautiful. see that because there's yeah. never a lot of discussion about how fantastic we were at sailing yeah. the oceans, yeah. you know, thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, whatever it was, but that actually portrayed us as the entrepreneurs and yeah. also the adventurers that we were, you know, exactly. and I, I was really proud to when I first saw Moana. I mean, yeah. I don't know how accurate it was, but there were brown people and or brown cartoons yeah. that I could relate to and that I could look up to and say, wow, you know, what, what is this? Yeah. I'm going to go and look into it a little bit, you know, and find out a bit more. from that, right? People, a lot of people were angry that sort of Maui has been represented as over Oh, yeah, it's over oh, yeah, true. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I guess it's not your traditional um, sort of superhero yeah. character. He's, yeah. he's a, a bit more realistic looking to, to what some of us look like, not all of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some of us are quite round in terms of <laughs> Hey, I'm round. Don't touch the thing. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Please don't pull me out to teach you. Please don't pull me out to teach you. And St. Paul's, if you do get in a bit of trouble, yep. they have like also, I mean, I remember we had we had something at uh, Roscoe called the Prentice Run. Our, okay. our, our uh, principal, Colin Prentice, um, he used to take the kids and make them basically running across wow. country. So some of the guys liked it because they didn't mind running. Other of us hated it. Do you guys sort of have physical detention type uh, things as well these days? We, we've gotten rid of detentions. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. When I first started, you know, detentions were in, it was... Um, yeah. A lot of it was sort of punitive, yep. uh, whereas now it's more, we sort of moved towards restorative justice, whereas oh, like, you know, oh, like, okay, yeah. um, we have a thing called a withdrawal system, so if, you know, you um, sort of play up in class, you get a couple of warnings, yeah. uh, or if you don't have your equipment or whatever, you get sent to withdrawal room, and that, that sort of escalates, so, you know, five withdrawals or whatever, you get sent to the, the deans, yep. deans, and then obviously it escalates and gets sent to me if it's serious, but... Um, restorative in terms of um, let's say two two boys are, are fighting or having an argument so I bring them both in and it's not about hey um, I'm going to stand you both down like that's it you're done it's more about like um, yeah so what give me the backstory here like what happened uh, how can we resolve this like okay. are you is this going to like continue on are you, mm. can you guys be friends after this or is it yeah. and so that there, there we have that conversation have the conversation with their parents as well it's like yeah. oh, hey look your son's had a fight here but um, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, it was just something really minor, and yeah. they can move on from this and learn from this, and hopefully, it'll never happen again. I guess that's where your pastoral background is really yeah, helpful yeah, yeah. because yeah, then sure. it's, it's understanding that yep, men are gonna, young men are going to fight, especially mm. you know, we'll take offence or we'll have a crack at each other. But then there's obviously other issues or, or things going on yeah. with yep. especially young yep. men, depending on their family life and so all that sort issues, of stuff. So yeah. you know, it's gonna have them retaliate and sort of yeah. manifest some of that anger in different ways. So. For sure. Is that working? 
Um, I think it is. Uh, for our school, I think most schools have sort of moved towards a more restorative thing rather than punitive, like, you know, just yeah. giving them punishments. And yeah. that's it. Because, I mean, you know, sometimes the real world doesn't work like that as well. I mean, that's what I wanted to ask you about the... Um, in the prisons as well, oh, like yeah. the restorative thing, like how does that sort it of... It works exactly the same, yeah, to yeah, be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the offenders that we work with, um, they have the opportunity to engage in a restorative justice, yeah. just like uh, what happens at school. Mm. Um, that can involve writing a letter uh, to yep. their victim. Um, that can involve sitting down with them and talking. Mm. That can uh, involve them um, paying them money. Mm. Uh, and so it's... It's, it's probably a, a better system to have because then it's, it's that opportunity to um, help their victims um, specifically, yeah. but at the same time sort of address what are the underlying issues of why That's people exactly, offend. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously working with, with you know, young Māori and Pacific men as well, yeah. if we can't capture them at, what the, the, where you are right now, yeah. then there's a good chance you're going to end up sort of in prisons and, and doing sort of lots of crazy stuff there. Mm. So That's your tough, your work yeah. is vital. Yeah, so you're right important. there on the coalface making sure that mm. as many as possible, not everyone, people are going to fall through the cracks. Yeah. Um, but then there's a whole lot of other stuff that sort of happens as well. So, mm. but yeah. And the main thing is you're, you're giving it a go. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're, you're yeah, doing yeah. it. You're, you're, you're at the coalface, like Jack mm. said, you know, you're trying to make the difference. That's always not going to work, obviously, as you've yeah. told me mm. previous to the podcast. But yeah. Yeah. at least you're there giving it a go. Maybe one or two will sit through, but mm. maybe eight or nine will keep going through yeah, keep with going. Exactly. the lessons they've learned. So yeah. I think that, um, that reflection part of it, like the being able to reflect on your actions, mm. I think that's so important because that helps you realise, okay, I need to look at myself, like where did I go wrong here? Like you, like you said, like the underlying issues, is that mm. sort of coming out now? Is that, um, you know, microaggression, I guess, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, so uh, one of the things I've been talking about with my media boys, um, we, we talked a lot about toxic masculinity this year. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So that's like, you know, that's exactly what you're talking about. Like, they don't know how to, like, the only way they know how to, um, I guess, vent their frustrations is through their fists. You know, that, that's mm -hmm. it. They don't know how to talk about their feelings or, um, you know, how their their mental health is at the moment, and their well-being. They, mm -hmm. All they know how to do is just like, oh, I'm just going to fight. Like, that's it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to do something bad. I'm going to go, um, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And so we talk about that a lot. It's just like, yeah, the, their mental health is so important and you know where we come from like in our families like we didn't grow up like hey how's your mental health and, you know it's like you know, I mean, yeah, it's and that's it's just generational intergenerational trauma I guess yeah. and that's something we need to work on as a as, as a community I think plus for good community do you yeah. find with uh, with guys or students that tend to have more delinquency issues or, or problems do they come from broken homes? Do they have are there, are there fatherless homes that yeah. they sort of come from? And not so much fatherless, mm. um, but I think like the the boys that I deal with who have the most problems, mm. um, there's definitely a broken home. Yeah, you know so that's where they come from. So like either the parents are split or yep. um, they're sort of there's a blended family. Yeah, like the dynamic in the family yeah. isn't what they what yeah. you would normally have, and I think yeah. that sort of really upsets the balance of like yeah. their mental health and. You know, it just sort of comes out in everything they do. Yeah. So we, what we say is like, you know, boys don't um, ask for help, they act for help. Mm. You know, so like through their actions, you can tell, oh man, there's something wrong with like this kid, wrong. like we need to have a chat. And yeah. so that's what we do in our, in our pastoral team. Like we have our um, social worker, counselor, yep. uh, mind coach, uh, oh, wow. nurse, uh, learning support and then obviously um, our Dean of Student Welfare as well. Yeah. So so much wraparound support for these boys. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not about like, you know, you're going to have a fight, we're going to punish you, let you go. It's like, 
how can we help you to like, yeah. what is it you need to talk about? Like, what can we do to help? What services can we provide for you that, uh, you, you too. know? Yeah. Mm, I exactly guess with younger men as well, I mean, wouldn't be a bad idea to have jujitsu in there or something like that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Sort of work out those physical yeah, frustrations, yeah, yeah. but at the yeah. same time, have some discipline. Mm, definitely. Yeah. There's I mean, a lot of them do boxing too, which, well, is, well, which, boxing, is, cool. yeah. which is good, but then you get better at boxing. Yeah. And then you see all these guys having their fights, their school yeah, fights, yeah, and they film yeah. them. <laughs> Rather do MMA, and it's like, well, yeah, so now we're getting better fighters in schools, which is, is one thing, but it's, yeah, yeah. That's probably the difference between a boxing and jiu-jitsu, jiu right, is jiu-jitsu yeah. sort of humbles you because you're True. being strangled all the time and you're getting yeah. put into positions, whereas in boxing, yeah. one lucky punch, you might knock no, the dude out, whereas jiu-jitsu, it's all about yeah. a puzzle, solving a puzzle, yeah. isn't yeah. it, really? Yeah. And the boys, would, they, they've got a lot of energy. I mean, we, we, so we all know that. You've got a lot yeah. of energy at that oh, stage. Yeah. Everything's yeah. changing in your body. Girls are starting to look more attractive. Yeah. You're yeah. starting to feel a bit insecure about yourself. And yeah. you want to prove yeah. your point that you're better than this guy. So it, yeah. it's a pretty complex sort of stage in life that you, you're dealing hard, with these young it's men, It's hard mate. to navigate through those stages in life. You've know, got, got a lot of kids. You've got a lot of kids. Exactly. We've all been through that. So we're this our three. Three? Yeah. Even though we're in Ponsonby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I always yeah. found that funny. Yep. Decile 3, but we're in That's true. It's no decile school. Contradiction, really, isn't it? Yeah. And so, with it being a decile 3, you're going to get some troubled kids in? Yeah. And you're aware of that before they get into your system? Yeah. Or I mean, do you find that out while they're in there? Even though we're in Ponsonby, like, the majority of our kids come from, come from um, South Auckland, South, yeah. uh, out west, out east as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got some boys who come all the way from, like, Pukki. Really? Yeah. Is this a traditional thing that their parents were there or their dad was there? And they uh, their kids a lot there? of it, like the siblings, siblings that might have come through St. Paul's. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, there's a lot of them just, yeah, they want to, you know, they want to be the next NRL star and they think yeah. St. Paul's is going to help yeah. them uh, elevate to that level. Well, you had the Joneses there, you had Stacey, you yep. also had his brothers, uh, Jamie and Jason. Yeah. Um, you had the Vanganas. Yeah, right? Vanganas were there, yeah. Yeah. Joe yeah. and uh, Nigel. Nigel yeah. Yeah. You also had some hard men like Jason Suddy. He yeah. was a... Uh, oh. St. Paul's boy. You've had a history of having some pretty hard people and good yeah, league man. players and rugby players yeah. come through that system. So we haven't had, yeah, we were talking about this other day. We haven't had many All Blacks. I think we've only had two um, okay. St. Paul's history. So yeah. need to who, work on that. Who were they? Uh, Bernie Fraser was one. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure about the old older guy. He was, that's probably 1950s or something like that. Yeah. Your time. <laughs> <laughs> you would have known. <laughs> Talking to Samuel. Oh. <laughs> oh, definitely, Brony Fraser is the yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had a great moustache. Yeah, so only two, only two all-blacks. Bernie's corner. Yeah, he had that, that pub or something down in... Um, well, he had Bernie's corner, which was on... Bernie's spot park. or something, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. he also had a pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, one of the first Brown brothers, actually, to make the all-blacks uh, not long after Brian Williams. Yeah, him and Stu Wilson were the... Uh, yeah. With yeah. a combo for Wellington of all places, right? Yeah, Evelyn Ivory back then. Yeah, yeah. Evelyn yeah. Ivory. Yeah. Now, um, there's been a lot going on in the world recently with um, the rights, and yeah. I saw you took your, your son, right? I did. Handsome I did. little yeah, fella. Yeah, thanks. For down that. to the march, uh, yeah. to over 2,000 people down there. You would have listened to Israel's speech. Yeah. Freedom, freedom speech, or such a good speech. Black Lives Matter speech. Well, you could hear it in his voice. You know, just so passionate about it. And, yeah. Man. Amazing. Well, that, that's one thing about the Nigerians, mate. They're smart, they're articulate, and they, they know how to make money and obviously are good fighters. But um, So you, you felt no... Um, you, you didn't fear about going down, taking your boy down to this nah. event? You, um, you thought it was important? Yeah, I, th I thought it was really important. I think, um, yeah, I was saying before, like, we took my son to Ihumatao as well. Mm. And um, it's just sort of getting him to sort of soak it all in. Obviously, yeah, he doesn't understand it now, but later on... Yeah. Um, that sort of thing will be ingrained in them, you know, it's just like, man, I need to, 
fight for injustice, like stand up and speak out when I see injustice, and yeah. hopefully that that sort of sinks in. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it was it was pretty special going down there with him. Um, like it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, like you know, because you see what's on TV and, and obviously again like the media, like. Um, but when we got there, it was just really peaceful and everyone's just sort of getting along. We're sort of marching down Queen Street, everyone's sort of chanting. Yeah, that was amazing, man. Really That's a beautiful experience. thing. Really and that shows the difference we can make as a as a group exactly. when we're all on the same wavelength, yeah. when we're yeah. all doing the same sort of thing, which is a peaceful protest. It's once those Muppets come out and start smashing them. Yeah. Do you get John Jones to come out and beat them up? Right? <laughs> Put the spray can away. Yeah. I'm messing it up for the rest of us. What do you reckon, John Jones or Israel? Whew. Oh, there's lots of drama going on with UFC right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really just, yeah. I guess uh, Izzy would have to sort of put on a bit more bulk. and yeah. I don't think he'll go up in the weight class, though. I think he just sort of... Did I know Connor retire this week again for yeah. like the yeah. third time? I think he's yeah. come back out and said that he's not actually. Oh, okay. But speaking of Izzy, I saw him fight um, a few times at heavyweight at uh, Jason Sadie's. Oh, oh right. Jason yeah. Sadie's King in the Ring. Yeah. yeah. And he... He won that. Like, the guys who were fighting were massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was probably about the same as he is now, but... Yeah. Yeah. Those backward kicks and the things he can do with his body were the big guys had no answer for it. Right? Yeah, they were falling over left, right, and center. Because yeah. in the King of the Ring, also you, you have to fight more than once yeah, in the night. Yeah, eight so fights or something, or whatever it is. Yeah. When I first saw Israel, man, I was like, who the heck is this yeah. skinny dude? But man, he was kicking everybody's backside. Yeah. Yeah. You remind me of um, I don't know if you guys watch K One, but like Remy Bonieski. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Those long he was the man. Yeah, Remy was the man. Those, those yeah. knees, man. Yeah. 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 So. After you finished at Magsos, what did you do? Yeah, so basically I um, I got into a program called New Start because my uh, bursary wasn't as good as uh, my mum. bursary. Yeah, oh, bursary, man. Nice. I think we were the last year for bursary before oh, yes. they went okay. to NCA the year after. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, my bursary grades, weren't, uh, my mum weren't happy with them. So yep. um, I got into a program called New Start at uni, mm. which is a sort of half a year course. And then after that, um, I wanted to do law, so I... You know, in order to get into law, you had to get an A minus and new start, which I got. Yep. Um, did law for a bit. I took a couple of papers, but it just wasn't really my thing. So um, yeah, yeah it just didn't appeal to me like I thought it would. Yeah. So I took heaps a lot, lots of random papers. You know, philosophy, and mm -hmm. I ended up doing a, a bachelor of arts in English and sociology. sociology. So, yep. Yeah, which is really cool. So that's good that it shows that you don't have to be a, a real high achieving academic. Not that I'm saying that you're not, but you, you not. can you can fail and still get into a position that you're exactly, in. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. I think it's um, it's really important you have um, the support behind you. I think that's that was, that sort of helped me as well. Like, mm -hmm. you know, my mum, even though she was a bit uh, upset, I didn't sort of get the grades we wanted for bursary or whatever. But you know, she was like, you know, let's find some other options. What other other uh, avenues we can look at for mm -hmm. you to get into uni? Yeah. I guess yeah. what was it like, sort of having all your mates or your boys at sort of at school yeah. all of a sudden going because everyone sort of goes their different ways right yeah. what was it sort of like, like coming to a, I guess a place like Auckland Uni or a different place and sort of having to make new friends and make new environments yeah it was it was, it was hard I mean you know because you what five years of high school and you're with your, your good friends and you know you make really like sort of lifelong friendships mm -hmm. and then once you leave school it's just like oh man I'm, I'm doing this yeah. I'm doing this I'm doing this yeah. and it's just like you know, my best friend, he um, he went down to Otago for a little while. He studied oh, yeah. down there. But he didn't even, he didn't, like, study straight away. He went into the workforce for a little bit. And, yeah. You know, he had a kid and stuff that, um, quite young. So, yep. um, so yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite hard. But then, you know, I think the best thing about, you know, uni is just that 
you get to have these new experiences you make new friends and mm-hmm. um you know my uni friends are still like some of my closest friends now yeah, which is yeah. which is awesome yeah and we um what do we call it we uh sort of labeled ourselves the mold movement so. oh nice there you go <laughs> we took on that big name man that's, yeah, but that's no it's good it's just yeah. about finding new relationships and finding friendships and yeah yeah i, th- I thought it was cool uh but yeah you know like uh, what i was thinking before is just like some of my friends sort of got their NRL contracts and, you know, the rugby contracts and stuff. And, yep. um, you know, I mean, I played sports, but it wasn't really my my dream to, like, that's not my dream. So, mm-hmm. like, I sort of chased my own dreams and yeah. sort of did my own thing and mm-hmm. ended up where I am today, yeah. So rugby and league can sometimes be the uh, sort of generic dream for a lot of our Pacific. Exactly. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's no, amazing exactly. like, if you get in. Built it's, for it. yeah. We are built for it. But yeah. the chances of actually getting to the top, like your mate Steve, exactly. Um, exactly. is very slim. Yeah. And there's a lot of um, issues at the moment, or there were in Australia, where they take a lot of our Pacific players and they don't make the grades and they just sort of push yeah. them to the side. Exactly. You know, and there's, that, yeah, there's a lot of things in uh, um, a few years back about like mental health with some of those players because mm. that's why they sort of um, the revamped the NYC uh, yeah. competition, the under-20s one, because... Yeah. You know, they'd, they'd, get, uh, they'd get signed and they've been a development grade or whatever it is. And, mm. you know, their parents sort of thought, oh, man, we've so made it now. It. Like, Set. we're going to get all this money now. Yeah. But, you know, they only get, like, sort of free boots and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 200 yeah. bucks a week or whatever it was. Mm. And then when they don't actually make first grade, it's just like, mm. oh, man, what happens now? Like, what do I do with my life now? Yeah. Because I've moved to Australia and I've yeah. sort of they've left everything Given behind. up everything. There was stories I've heard of uh, schools out south, and I won't mention any names, yeah. where... Um, agents would be standing outside the uh, the first fifteen training. Yeah, man. And, yeah. and they'd, they'd be trying to sign these boys up. But the thing the boys wouldn't understand, they'd, they'd see a little bit of cash. Mm. But there'd, there'd be a, a thing in their contract which would say that um, no matter what job they had, the boys had, mm. they would have to give fifteen percent or whatever it was to the of agent. their wages to the agent, mm-hmm. whether they made the NRL, whether they made it yeah. into the Blues or whatever. Yeah. And th- th- this was a horrible sort of thing. I mean, there was... There was yeah, there was... Mm. Uh, is there any... I mean, do you... I mean, because St. Paul's is obviously a league school, right? Renowned. Renowned yeah, league school. Yeah, is there, are there pl- things in place where you, where you stop that sort of... Shots? Yeah, well, because, I mean, they, they picked them up really early now. Like, mm. uh, we got agents coming in at, like, the third form, like, yo, year nine now. Yeah. You know, year nine, year ten, and then... Yeah. Sort of come to our because I coach our under fifteen yes. team, oh, wow. and so we got agents coming at most of our games, like asking, "Oh, yeah, who's that player there? Who's that player there? Yeah. Like, is he assigned to anybody yet?" Yeah. So we get a lot of those, and so it's about trusting, like, because I've got a good friend who's a uh, who works for an agency now. He's a player agent now, mm. and so like him, I, I can trust, and yeah. so I know he won't sort of rip off my boys. Yeah. So I mean that that's all right, and there's there's a few of those um, agents out there as well that we sort of deal with that we can trust, yeah. you know, because. I mean, our player welfare is so important. Man, you know? Are there many Pacifica player agents out there? Yeah, so my friend that I'm talking about, he's um, he came to Mags with me as well, mm. and he's a player agent, uh, yeah. works for eSportive, and so that's mm. he's done really good jobs there. Good. Yeah, mm. I mean, we need more like representation like that and yeah. like, places like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. need people you can trust, especially with your exactly. kids' yeah, exactly. future and, mm. and mental. Because you know, that's the problem. Like Most of our, our parents, our Pacifica parents, didn't really understand like that yeah. side of things. And so, you know, they could be easily taken advantage of by yeah. these agents. And so it's like, oh, hey, yeah, now we'll give you some, um, some free gears and some boots yeah. and stuff. And yeah, he'll be set. I know people will get them in there. Yeah, and blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah, it's and a lot nothing. of that. Yeah, a lot of that. It can be quite sad and, and devastating to families and, and the yeah. boys. And, yeah. Mm. That but awesome, anything else you want to bring up to Chris? Uh, no, no. Just, no? just a big thank you again also for coming down. Oh, man, thanks for Sharing your time. and Appreciate it yeah, so man. much, man. 
enlighten us on what's happening out there in the, in the world, mm. and that's no, been really mm. good to have you. But uh, Wuzul, you know, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, like I say, when I met you, I, I saw how your students react to you, mm. and um, you. that that's the reason why I wanted to get you on here because you are at the coalface of of creating the next generation of Pacific men, yeah. and we want those Pacific men to have value in our community. We exactly. want them to have. Um, yeah be able to, to do things um, positive in our communities and, and you know, become good citizens of New Zealand and of, of the Pacific. So you're an instrumental part of that. And um, I took my hat to you, sir. I thank you very much for what you're doing for our thank community and, and bringing these young men through. Um, but uh, anything you'd like to say in closing? Oh, I mean, that's that's pretty much what we're working towards. It's always about bus figure excellence. That's it. Like, mm. that's what uh, we should be striving to do every time. Um, just making our people better, you know, like let us elevate into the to the stratosphere, you know, like yeah. let's just do the best we can. Plus, we get excellence. Excellent. Mm. What's right. your campaign on that then? Yeah, that's, that's it. What man. campaign on? Nice. Right, no, also, um, go to the West Tigers, by the way. Go on, Tigers! Go on, Benji! Tigers. Yeah. Queensland or New South Wales? Ah, go for New South Wales, man. Oh, don't. Like, cut it. <laughs> you won't see this. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, on a serious note, um, as I always sign off, all love, no hate, fire. What?